0: Sean, it's time for another episode of Fun Kids Meets. This is where we bring you very interesting people who we've met over the past week. And George is joining us today. Long time no see, George. How are you doing, Sean? It's so good to be chatting with you again. And George is bringing Hollywood to Fun Kids Meets because you were chatting to someone pretty darn huge in a in a, in a fame sense. I'm not he, sure yeah, how no. tall your guest no,
1: Yeah, he, he wasn't a giant. I also thought you meant I was bringing Hollywood to Fun Kids <laughs> um but no no well that not goes me. without saying <laughs> yeah i bring the stardust no not me personally uh but i was speaking to a mega hollywood star james marsden who you will know from films like hairspray enchanted and he is the lead in the big new hit animation boss
0: baby 2 there you go and he's five foot eight in case you were wondering yeah not a giant at all no not, but perfect, perfectly normal sized. Absolutely. Um, also, interestingly, um, is that we've kind of completed a set here because James Marsden um, also co-starred in Sonic the Hedgehog, and I interviewed the Sonic the Hedgehog half, and now you've interviewed the James Marsden half, so I feel like we've got a complete set there.
1: It, it was fate. It was it. We had to we had to chat to him. We had to have James Marsden on the Fun Kids Meets podcast for that very reason. So I'm pleased that
0: we've managed to complete the set. We've completed the set. We've got Ben Schwartz and James Marsden. All we need now is Jim Carrey for Dr. Robotnik. But this isn't about Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> even though I tried all my might to make everything about Sonic the Hedgehog. This is all about the Boss Baby films.
1: Yes, one of my fa- One of
0: my favourite things is just getting people to explain the plot of Boss Baby. So we've chatted about it a couple of times on the Fun Kids breakfast show and the and the various uh, uh Fun Kids uh broadcasts that I do. So go on then George explain the plot <laughs> of Boss Baby for me.
1: You know what's even stranger is explain the plot of Boss Baby 2. <laughs> so Boss Baby uh, was a bizarre film. And um, at the the end, kind of everybody grew up. So they obviously had a hit on their hands and were like, we need a sequel. But the characters were kids and now aren't. So basically, um, the guy that James Marsden played is the grown up version of the kid in the first film. Right. Uh, And the baby is also grown up. So everyone's a grown up. Uh, in this film and um, it turns out that the James Marsden's character has uh, had a baby himself and this baby is also a super intelligent baby much like the baby in the first Boss Baby film but clearly they wanted the baby from the boss baby originally to come back into the second film as a baby, even though he was grown up. So they devised a clever little mechanism in the film where Alec Baldwin
0: was once again turned into a baby. See? I told you. It's always great <laughs> hearing <laughs> people try to explain the plot of boss. Have I baby. sold have I sold it for you? Oh, I was sold a long time ago, but you've not done you've not done the <laughs> boss baby brand and franchise any harm, George. So what give us some little behind the scenes tidbits of your interview with James Marsden? So, uh,
1: you know what? I think um, there's lots of different types of interviews that that go down. And quite often we have amazing guests pop into the Fun Kids studio. And um, a lot of the time we we hop onto like a Zoom call and chat to big stars. And occasionally we as presenters go to these things called junkets. And basically it's where big old movie stars like James Marsden um, are speaking to lots of different people lots of different radio stations and interviewers throughout the day, and you kind of pop in and you have five or ten minutes with the star. Mm. Now, as a presenter, Sean, I'm sure you'll agree, these things can be a little bit stressful. They because
0: are High pressure scenarios. It's
1: high pressure because you, you pop yourself, you know, you, you land yourself in the interview with the star and you've got like five minutes to chat to them or five or six minutes. And, you know, you are reminded by the people behind the scenes as you go, how long you've got. So it's kind of like the pressure is on.
0: You can't waste any time in these interviews, can you? <laughs> no, you can. And there's no time to kind of make friends either. You just need to make sure your questions are immediately good and engaging and make them want to be mates with you.
1: And this is where the, the problem slightly came in with James Marsden. Now look, before I say anything, James was a great guy. I really enjoyed chatting to him in my very brief chat. Um. But when time is precious in these interviews, I made, I guess you could say, a slightly rookie error um, of wasting a few minutes talking about the weather.
0: Oh, no, precious time. <laughs> no,
1: no, lip, lip. to be fair, it was interesting. We were zooming. I was like, James, where are you at? He was telling me he was in texas and i it was a a cold rainy day here in london and i was asking about the weather in texas and it was interesting you'll hear it in a few minutes it's 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 very interesting stuff that said I got to the end of the weather question, and I had a whole list of questions. I watched a film. I devised loads of different interesting questions, and I just thought we'd we chat about the weather to get get ourselves warmed up. <laughs> I asked the weather question, and then I see on my screen the PR person from behind the scenes of this press junket. It's like two minutes left. I'm like, how am I wasting half of my interview talking about the weather?
0: So you got all the bonkers plot points of <laughs> Boss Baby, and you've just got. I can't wait to hear this weather chat, George. This is. Oh uh,
1: no! Well, yeah, as. As you, as you listen to this interview, just laugh at the fact that I've wasted precious time with the Hollywood A-lister talking about the weather. But you know what? I feel like it's. It's the inner me. It's the most British thing I've ever done in my life. I'm with a Hollywood A-lister and I'm talking about how bad the weather is. Actually, when you listen in, it gets to a point where he clearly realises how little time I've got before I've realised because he tries to wrap up the weather talk so we can get into talking about the film. And at that stage, I was like, oh, okay, let's crack on. Um, But... Really, really interesting chat with James. He's a very nice, very sincere guy. And as you're here, um, he did something really cool with his kids when they were younger. And I am just putting it out there. If you... If this comes about in a few years time, but I gave him, I think, a really good idea of a way that he can make loads of money off the thing that he did with his kids when they were younger. You'll hear all about it. But just remember, remember, I came up with the idea. And when I go to sue James Marsden in five years time, it's, it's on record here. You can okay? see why you
0: ran out of time in the interview, George. <laughs> <laughs> just here, trying to shut you up so we can get the interview on. <laughs> Should we play it's, it? It's a short podcast. <laughs> this bit's only meant to be five minutes. <laughs> well, right. it's a good job because I only got five minutes with James. Right, here we go. Here comes George's <laughs> chat with James Masters.
1: <laughs> Um Hello, James. Uh, how, how, how are you, first of all? How's your day going? I'm great.
2: Yeah, doing well. How, how are you?
1: I'm very good, thanks. I'm, okay. I'm well. In these, in these virtual times, where are you beaming in from?
2: Uh, we're in Austin, Texas right now. My home in Austin. Yeah, where, where where does this find you? Are you in I
1: I'm there? on the I'm on the outskirts of London and it's okay. a very gray day. Um
2: uh, a, that time of year, I guess.
1: Yeah, it is. I, I I it's probably much nicer in in Texas. Uh, uh
2: we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> it's like sunny and 85 degrees. Yeah. No, I don't want to.
1: <laughs> no, everyone in the UK hates you. Um, no, let's not, let's not talk about it uh, uh, because um, we are here to talk about something much more exciting than the rubbish yeah. weather in the UK uh, because you were the voice of um, a, oh, a very grown up Tim in the Boss Baby family business, which is uh, super exciting. So can you tell us a bit about you know Tim and where he's at in this new movie? Yeah,
2: well, it it started, it was a fun thing for me because I I have three kids and my two youngest uh, and I got to experience the first movie together. Um, So we became fans of the first movie and now to step into the sequel and be a part of the team is pretty, pretty uh, uh, fun thing for me to be able to say, you know, (laughs) that I was a part of. Um so yeah so now Tim's you know you see him all grown up except he's not grown up like he's a perpetual kid and um he's desperately trying to hold on to or encourage his daughter to hold on to her youth and not grow up too quickly which I think he believes that and I believe too that you know kids grow up a little too fast these days and they're not allowed to just go and you know play in the backyard and daydream and and they're just you know they're on their phones and so I think Tim as a father now Stay at home dad, he's, you know, trying to kind of keep keep it fun and keep it youthful. And um, as we all know, in life, your kids grow up, right? They, they spread their wings. You want them to. It's a natural progression, but it doesn't come without like a sort of bittersweet. Feelings about the whole thing, and so and Tim is just desperately trying to not, you know, to not let it go. Right? (laughs) Um, He's he's a very doting
1: dad, isn't he? I mean, he's 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 a he's a great dad. Um, I was actually particularly fond of his Good Night Show, which he never, you know, you'll find out he never quite gets to perform. Uh, But obviously, for many years, you know, we put on brilliant shows for his kids uh, as they went for bed. Um, I mean, as a dad yourself, did you used to kind of create any crazy? bedtime stories of shows for your kids?
2: I did, and specifically with my daughter, who, of all my three kids, she used, I mean, she still does, had the most vivid imagination. And she was, um, to get her to go to sleep, um, I would actually record this on my phone as well, just on the the audio recordings. And we always would do these things like, once upon a time, a long, long time ago, but not too long ago, there was a girl named Mary. And then she was at the time very into how to train your dragon. I think she was, you know, anywhere from like seven, to, it was like seven to 11 years old. And every night I would just have to on the fly improv, come up with some story where she meets some crazy new dragon with some crazy new power. And I would always start just to try to get her to go to sleep, but it would engage her as to stay awake for another hour. So I have all these recordings on my phone of these dragon stories we came up with. And they're all of them are forty-five minutes to an hour long. And uh, so, and then the sad thing was, that one day she just woke up and just wasn't that interested in doing it anymore. Right? She was like twelve. It's like I'm, out, I'm dra- done with the dragon phase. I'm actually cooled. I'm just you know you don't need to like read me a story to get me to go to sleep. I'm gonna go. And so it's like, oh, but so I do have all of them at least documented. So um, but yeah, and I would I would love it. It's like we to, as an adult to be able to be pulled back into that that sort of youthful spirit. It's always just like, you know, this is the greatest thing. And we and we don't always do it right. We're always caught up with our responsibilities as you know being adults. And it's nice to, to transport yourself back to childhood.
1: Yeah, that 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 fun and innocence, and and not clearly that's something you, you you kind of could relate to with your your character as well. So uh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a lovely film, and uh, as you say, there is that kind of childhood innocence at its heart, which is, is so yeah. nice. I was saying I'm apparently out of time, but it was it, it was oh, it was so I, nice.
2: just, I, I rambled on to It's so much fun talking about this movie and about Tim and and what he's going through. It's like I just you can't stop me. It's like, <laughs> if I get to talk about the great things about what, you know, how great it is to be a child or to actually sort of maintain that youthful spirit, even as you're an, as an adult, you know, I'll, I'll probably go on talking too long and, and ruin your time.
1: <laughs> no, you haven't, you not ruined my time at all. It was a pleasure to hear about it. And I loved hearing about your amazing stories. It sounds like oh, they were fantastic.
2: They were great. Well, I hope the movie is, is, is equally as fun for everybody who's going to check it out.
1: Um, James really appreciate your time and um, hopefully one day maybe you should put those stories into a book and release them. I think everybody. Would just... So
2: my daughter now is really into illustration. So we're, we're, we're starting to talk about like taking some of those and having them, you know, her do the illustrations for a book of each one of them. All right. You know, a like series of them. So yeah, just for, just for, just for fun and to kind of keep that kind of spirit alive, you know, and keep her one foot in childhood still. And as she gets older and she's, you know, she's do all the normal things you're supposed to do when you get older, but um yeah that's a great idea we're we're, we're thinking about it
1: <laughs> well uh, hopefully we'll be able to chat again in the future about your brilliant new series of books with your daughter uh,
2: <laughs> i hope so um,
1: all right i've got i've got to let you go but it's been lovely to chat james yeah, great
2: chatting with you too have a good one all right
1: have a lovely day take care
2: you too
0: george it was a classic interview well done
1: yeah, you're lying, but there we
0: go. know. <laughs> I would never lie. I would never be disingenuous on the Fun Kids Meets podcast. You know what,
1: Sean? Honestly, I I don't think I'm a, I'm bad at interviews. Like, I really love chatting with people, and I think I've done some brilliant interviews in no, the past. Don't let this back...
0: damage your confidence. I believe in you, George.
1: We... No, I, I believe in myself, but at the same time, I look, I do look back at that interview and be like, I probably slightly wasted a fair amount of time where I could maybe could have kept it a bit more point, but there we go he was a lovely guy at the end of the
0: day yeah, it's not like james Marsden's a busy man is he <laughs> he's got time
1: but but i honestly think that would be i know i was joking around about it before but i think it could be quite cool that you know he as as his, when his kids were younger he was telling these stories to them and he was making up these stories with his kids and he's documented them and i think he should make it into a nice little series i think that'd be really cool
0: well don't give all your good ideas to james Marsden because he's doing uh, all right george maybe keep some for yourself
1: Maybe he can put me in the Sonic the Hedgehog sequel as a thank you.
0: Yeah. And then I can come on to Fun Kids Meets as an interview, and that would make the circle a square. There we go. That's what we want. George, thank you so much for blessing Fun Kids Meets with your presence.
1: Uh, No, it's it's an absolute pleasure. The blessing was all mine. That doesn't make sense. Thank (laughs) you, Sean. I'm going to say goodbye.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, last week we had the Prime Minister on, so, you know right okay bye george bye um, if you want to hear from more interesting people then you can hit that subscribe button or that follow button wherever it is you get your podcast from bye i'm james stewart and in saving Planet earth i'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialed to try and save our planet led, of course, by your questions.
1: Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it?
0: And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. (laughs) This is Saving Planets Earth, available wherever you get your podcasts.